listeners. I'm Joni B. Cole, host of Author Can I Ask You? In each short conversation, I ask a writer a non-writing related question that lets you and me get to know them just a little bit better as a person. I'm an author myself, so I'm always looking for an excuse to ask the odd questions. Let's get started and meet today's guest. Today, I welcome New York Times and USA Today bestselling author Marilyn Brandt. Readers may know Marilyn from her award-winning Jane Austen-inspired women's fiction, or from her sexy romantic Mirabelle Harbor series, or her coming-of-age mystery novels, or heartwarming holiday romances. Marilyn is also proud to be a founding board member of the Women's Fiction Writers Association, and she is a regular contributor to the storytelling website SaveTheCat.com. Hey, Marilyn, welcome to the show. Hey, Joni, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. So, Marilyn, I get to say I knew you when, before (laughs) the release of your debut novel, According to Jane, which then went on to win the Romance Writers of America's prestigious Golden Heart Award. But we met when you volunteered to be one of over 1,500 day diarists in my This Day in the Life book series. So, Marilyn, I have to start by asking you, how is a day in your life different now than it was before you became a mega best-selling author? Oh, you are so kind. (laughs) That was 2004, June of 2004. So we've known each other a long time. And that was one of the coolest projects that you came up with that you were a part of bringing to the world. I loved this idea of so many women Uh, writing what they had done for their day. But aside from the fact that my son, who was an elementary schooler then, is now a college graduate, um, what happens in my day is pretty low key. So (laughs) it's not the big glamour thing that I might have envisioned for uh, what writers do when I was younger. Fame has not gone to your head. (laughs) I wonder, does this sound familiar? This is your entry from the book project. 10.50 a.m., Drive by Culver's Frozen Custard. Yes, the very same place that also has butter burgers. I need to avoid this establishment like a bad virus, especially considered I'm headed to the Y. So I wonder, do you still struggle when you drive past Culver's? (laughs) I do. I do. And I look every time. I don't know. You know, it's this (laughs) compulsion. Is it going to be chocolate Oreo volcano, you know, or flavor that I can't resist? You had me curious what a butter burger is, but it sounds delicious. It's a temptation. Well, Marilyn, I want to talk about your first book because that's when we met. You were working on it and I feel like I've grandmothered it or something. (laughs) Your first book, According to Jane, is described as a novel about pride, prejudice, and the pursuit of the perfect guy. I love that that book is not just inspired by Jane Austen, but In the novel, Jane Austen actually comes back from the beyond to offer romantic advice to Ellie, your main character. Yes. So, Marilyn, if Jane Austen were to speak directly to you, as she does to Ellie, what would she have to say about your choices in love and life? This is a good question. Oh, you ask good questions, (laughs) Joan. I first started reading her when I was in high school, early high school. I was 14 and fell in love with not just her writing style, but the depth and insight into humanity that 
she gave and seemed to bestow upon me. I mean, I almost felt it was like a personal thing that uh, here, Marilyn, here are some insights you need to know about, about people, about human nature, about relationships. And I just drank it in. So her insights into people who seem to be very charming on the surface, but have a lack of values and concern for other people underneath versus people like Mr. Darcy, who we all love because he has a willingness to look upon his own mistakes and make corrections and apologize and grow. Those insights into characters, the Miss Bingley's of the world, the Elizabeth Bennett's of the world, the Jane Bennett's, just the characters within Pride and Prejudice, each of them were so distinct and so well-drawn and so timeless that I kept them with me. And as I was going through experiences in high school and then college and dating life, I met my husband just a few weeks after I moved to Illinois and started my first teaching job. I was holding those qualities within me. And comparing, does this guy seem like a Darcy or a Wickham? Does, you know, and that's, that's been very true through all these years. There's a little bit of a measuring stick, an Austin measuring stick for human values and characteristics that I've loved. Why do you think you and so many other readers are still enamored of Jane Austen, given that her books were written over 250 years ago? I think it's because her characters are timeless, because her storylines are so universal. And I've loved and found new things to admire in each of the six main novels over the years. So I think one of the things that is a mark of a, a really tremendous writer is the ability to find new insights when you reread their work. At different stages of your life, you bring new things to it, but it was there all along with somebody like Austin. I want to get back to your books. So you have over 20 novels and novellas to your credit. God, you're amazing, Marilyn. I remember that you had already completed four unpublished manuscripts before you got a contract for the fifth book, according to Jane, which then took off. So I wondered, can you talk a little bit about what those first four manuscripts taught you? (laughs) Um, I wrongly assumed that it was going to be easy to write write a book. I hadn't studied writing formally at that time. And in some ways, you have advantages when you don't know what you're up against because you're not as scared, you're not as fearful of all the things that could go wrong. But on the other hand, there's a lot techniques that writers learn. To go into writing a novel without having had any of that background was challenging. The sentences were fine, but there was so much external structure, how to build a scene, how to build tension within a scene, how to make the movement of the action flow through subtext and all kinds of those wonderful skills that you pick up from good writing instructors and also from years and and years of actually doing the writing. I was part of a wonderful group called Chicago North, which is a group from the Romance Writers of America. And we would do critiques of each other's writing. And it would be just the first 20 pages. And it was amazing how when we were in this group reading, and you would have probably 20, 25 writers listening as you read that early chapter, 
where their attention would be drawn, where they would be laughing, where they would be laughing at the wrong moment, where the action seemed to be drawing them in and where it wasn't. So that was a big process of learning all of that. And on the other hand, it was helpful not to go in with so many checklists and so many fears that I wasn't able to do any of those early drafts because I was (laughs) so clueless. I was fearless at that point. Now everything takes longer because there's so much more that I know needs to fit into these drafts. How long does it take you to write a full draft? It used to be a matter of months. Now it's years. That's because you know so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know there's so many ways things could go wrong. (laughs) You're probably the only writer I know who laughs when I bring up their unpublished manuscripts. (laughs) Well, you know, again, this has been such a journey. And I think for all writers, that's true. The writing process is a way of delving into your self-discovery and the themes that matter to you. So several of your books are in the romance genre. Yes, And I've read that romance novels are among the most popular, maybe the most popular genre in terms of book sales. I wondered what drew you to write a number of your books in the romance genre? I think most people are told we need to write the things that we love to read. And I'm really drawn to happy endings. (laughs) I love relationship stories and why these characters are intrigued by each other, why they want to be together, what obstacles stand in their way. And one of the wonderful things about romance is that there are some tremendously strong women characters. So romance was just a natural appeal. Your own books are renowned for their complex, intelligent women characters. Thank you. Are there any misperceptions about the genre that you want to take this opportunity to clear up? Yes. There's a stereotype that it's bodice rippers, that it's all sexy scenes, and that it's not realistic. And yet nobody accuses people who are involved in writing mystery or thrillers that it's not realistic. Romance is such a huge part of many of our lives. And reading stories that focus on love as a true value in our lives, I actually can't imagine something more wonderful. I love the covers on romance novels. (laughs) I just think they get it right. You know, they're just so inviting. It's like, I want into this world, this universe. That's true. Marilyn, I want to do a quick change of topic. In your bio, you mentioned that you have a love of travel and you have a passion for Sherlock Holmes. Yes, and Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) Well, there is that. But you also say you're a pop music junkie, especially if it's music from the 70s and 80s. Well, I came of age in the 80s and I just don't quite get that draw to pop music (laughs) from that time. So this is my chance to ask you why. (laughs) Why? When Def Leppard doesn't fill your soul with uh, joy? Um, For me, music was really tied to a lot of important adolescent memories or memorable, joyful moments. So I think many people maybe feel this, but the songs of their own era, their coming of age era, the music that is tied to that brings up memories that I think fills out those experiences. I just love music. I want to switch gears now from pop music to pop culture. 
I know before you were a novelist, you were a teacher. Yes. And you got a master's in educational psychology, Mm -hmm. focusing on the relationship between creativity and culture. Can you talk about that subject a little bit? How does culture affect creativity? That was something that I was really passionate about studying. The creative experience is something that we draw upon all of the things that influence us. So whether it's our love of music or our love of art or our love of literature, those things are woven in to the culture that we live in, our country, but also our family culture, our group of friends, our region of the country, and the era that we lived in. So the music of the 80s or the 70s or whatever. So when we have a knowledge of more than one cultural experience, whether it's because our families have an ethnicity that is interesting and unusual that we bring to our experiences or talents that we might have that put us in an environment, whether it's an athletic or an artistic environment, we bring those things to our experience. And creativity and culture merge in that way, where they influence each other. Most of our really unique experiences, really unique insights come from when we are on the margins between two different cultural experiences. So, Marilyn, I have one more question for you. Sure. If you were to write a six-word memoir, what would it be? I think, for me, I would say seeking connection, creative expression, and snacks. Because that's pretty much (laughs) been my focus of everything. In that order? Well, yeah, sometimes the snacks come (laughs) first, Joni. Um, but, But connection, I think we're all in this life more similar than different. And finding those areas that we connect on, finding those things that we share That's really been a passion for me and a a hope, I think, a hope for us to find a sense of peace and calm in our world. Um, Creative expression, I love love all forms of the arts. And uh, snacks, I I really do like food. So I think that fits me. (laughs) Well, Marilyn, I know it's been said that you write with honesty and liveliness and wit. And I have to say, you exude those same lovely qualities in conversation. I have had so much fun reconnecting with you after all these years. Oh, Joni, I want to thank you. It's been wonderful seeing all that you've done and the feedback that you give writers and assisting on their journey as well. I appreciate that. Listeners, if you would like to learn more about Marilyn Brandt and her popular and multiple book series, be sure to visit her website, MarilynBrandt.com. So that's it for this episode of Author, Can I Ask You? Thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you like what you heard, please spread the word and visit me on my website, JoniBCole.com. In the meantime, take care, act civil, and don't be afraid to ask the odd questions.